Let's go, girls. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up with Beck and Franklin is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Why live in black and white when you can choose the brilliance of 3D and Technicolor? Each week, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin and their high-powered guests will be here to cheer you on, to share their challenges, their successes, and what they've learned along the way. It's all about women supporting women. The stories and practical tips on sex, beauty, money, and so much more are designed to help you reconnect to the powerful woman you are. Fabulous knows no limits. Now it's time for you to expand your boundaries. Here are Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and we've got a great topic today. We're going to talk about dating in your 40s. And for some of you, that means dating for the first time in 20 years, like it meant for me. And for others, it's a wonderful adventure full of, <laughs> I don't know, lots of great stories. Linda, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. Tomorrow we have another one of our terrific uh, Shining Service makeovers. Um, it's yesterday we were at Anne Klein, uh, in New York and our women, our veteran women, um, were fitted for, uh, for an outfit. So each one of them who are veterans that are attending Columbia University here in New York City, and they each retreated to a, a terrific outfit. So that was everything from either a dress and a coat and shoes and a purse and jewelry. I mean, it was just amazing to, to watch this. Uh, they were so excited. And um, we were there yesterday. Uh, they did, oh, I guess they were doing all the alterations that needed to be done today. And we're picking, <laughs> we're picking them up at 10.15 tomorrow morning. Over That's so starts wonderful. At nine. That's... So I think we're just like... <laughs> We're just squeezing in under the wire. You know it yet you managed but to pull it, it, was it off really, every time. It was time. really interesting. <laughs> well, this is uh, this is really uh, the, the best. I mean, this, this salon, which is the John Barrett uh, Salon in Bergdorf Goodman, uh, they just—I've never seen any. They're they're so organized. They have a a little itinerary for tomorrow with each woman and where she ha- where she has to be at a certain time. This one's having her hair done at this time. This one's doing their makeup at this time. This one's doing their nails at this one. <laughs> it's like wow! It's 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 wonderful. You know, it's Linda. Wonderful. That's... So we're. we're yeah. Oh, sorry, we're out of sync today, but see, I think that's so wonderful because it goes naturally, you know, with our dating topic today, because one of the things you said, you said all the parts, you know, when you're doing this, all the parts, you talked about nails and shoes and hair and makeup and clothing. And I think as women, we really need to have all those components in place, right or wrong, to feel good. Well, you know, I, I think the thing for me is, is hair because uh, you know it, it's just not a cliche when I go out to, for, to a meeting or anywhere I mean to walk the dog and I don't feel my hair looks good you know I'm I don't know I'm even at this age I don't feel good because my hair is all fuzzy or or whatever the case may be frizzy too straight too frizzy too long too short whatever it is <laughs> because hair to me is 
I think hair makes the you know makes the woman along with the clothes. But if the hair is, you you can have on the best outfit, but if your hair looks crappy, I don't know. I and I know I don't stand alone. It just it just does something, you know, deflates your ego. Well, and I think you're onto something here because I used to be like I'm the all-in-one insecurity pack. You know, it's like I can be self-conscious of my shoes, my clothes, my hair, my makeup. But you're right. When your hair looks bad, you know, because you can get away with with not too much makeup if you have great hair. You can get away with like a simple black dress and hose and shoes, and you can even have a scuff or two on your shoe. But people aren't looking at your shoes all the time, but they definitely are looking at your head of hair. Well, I mean, that's where uh, women most like look at, you know, at other women is basically their face. And then when then we travel down, I'm not sure it's the same way with men. But, you know, so your hair is, is, is front and center. And so, you, you know, you really see that. And this summer, because we, it was so humid in New York City, I mean, when I was w- walking Lucy, um, I, you know, I would wear a baseball cap because, and just stick my ponytail out the back because, you know, my bangs were just <laughs> not to be seen by, by other human beings. <laughs> it well, was funny, but, you know, now here. it... <laughs> Go ahead. You know, so stick on a baseball cap and, and somehow, I mean, you, then you feel better. <laughs> Uh, you know, it may not be a fashion plate, but but there's something to be said about it. Like you know, when I go to the track each morning, you know, I try to do five miles every morning. That's my new thing. I've been doing it since July 11th. I'm 15 pounds down, and I'm three inches off my butt, which I got to tell you feels really good. But even at the track oh, in the morning, fabulous! Congratulations! Thank you. Um, yeah, it's it really the, yeah, that is great. There is something to be uh, said. Now about I have two friends here. that have lost 15 pounds. Ooh, we'd love yeah, that. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it it just shows it can be done. Uh, I have a friend here in New York who just who lost fifteen pounds as well, and I guess since May. And how, when did you say you started? I started in July. And okay. I didn't want to go crazy, Linda. You know, it's like I did modify my eating. You know, I do I, I do a shake twice a day, but I also eat, and I eat big plates of vegetables. I still eat my meat, you know, and I feel great, and I look great, um, and my body yeah. shape has changed. I may not have shrunk a lot, but, like, things look better, like the parts that I want smaller are yeah. smaller, the parts I want bigger, well, the boobs are still the same, but, you know, they didn't go down. <laughs> they just look bigger because <laughs> the other parts are smaller. That's right. I'm a walking optical illusion. But you know, I was Um, my friend. You go ahead. I was going to say how she how she did it. Oh, okay. Go ahead, and then we'll go back to hair. Okay, she. I mean, she did Weight Watchers. I mean, she exercises. She. I mean, in New York, you just walk an awful lot and climb up subway stairs an awful lot, and and she bikes and um and she and she runs i guess a little bit but um but the eating was was weight watchers and she goes to the meetings once a week weight watchers is a great program i did it uh i don't know 7 years ago 8 years ago after i had my first kid and it worked um but you know this time in my life i don't want another meeting you know with all due respect to weight watchers i think they have a great program but the idea of me fitting one more thing into my schedule I just couldn't do it. And so I got real, like just real homegrown. And I thought, you know what, just like you said, walking, you know, I do my run walk five miles a day and I just stopped eating, you know, stopped eating as much. And it was so funny because I saw, I don't know, some celebrity on TV said this and it was a throwaway line, but it really stuck with me. She's like, if you want to be tiny, you got to eat tiny. And, you know, not that I want to be tiny and I'll never be tiny at five foot eight, but she had a point. 
You know, it's like if you're going to eat a full, full big plate of food, why would you expect it to be tiny? I don't care how much you work out. Well, this is, you know, this is like, it's amazing, you know, that it's a revelation to uh, to a lot of people. You know, the the more, the less you put in, the more weight and more you burn, the more weight you're going to lose. So, um, yeah, I don't want to be teeny tiny and I don't want to eat teeny tiny, but I don't want to, I mean, the portions that, you know, that they give you in restaurants are, you know, enough for three meals. You know, oh, well, so the new norm of of what's normal is, is crazy. So, you yeah, you, you just, you know, cut it in half and, and you're fine. Well, and watching what's in your food, like I've just, you know, and I know you're in New York and you have lots of opportunity to eat out where me in Southern California and the horse country don't, but I've been pulling these recipes offline. Like today I made this tomato zucchini thing because, you know, we've got lots of fresh vegetables this time of year, but I just want to like take a gander at this recipe that I slaughtered. I have the ingredients out. One and a half cups grated cheddar cheese, one third cup grated Parmesan cheese, one quarter cup butter. Then you add the zucchini and the tomatoes and then you add a cup of bread you'd be fat <laughs> and as people a think house. it's a low-calorie dish <laughs> you do because you know you look at it and it doesn't say anything it has the prep time the cook time and this is from allrecipes.com which is a site that i love but i look at this and go you know yeah it got you know i guess 555 people gave it five stars well 555 people are getting really fat thinking that they're eating a side right. of vegetables so That's I think right. it's, and it's all it's all cheese and butter. I mean, how how would it not taste good? Right, <laughs> right. You know, would you like some vegetables with that cheese and butter? Um, you know, you but know, I did. I anything, cut out the. You know, I guess cut yeah, out the fat. You modify and I, it for your for you. Well, that's what I did. It's like, you know, I don't need a third cup of parmesan. I just sprinkled some cheddar cheese on top, and I put the tomatoes and the zucchini. I dropped out the butter. I dropped out the breadcrumbs, and I used oregano, basil, garlic, and onion like they said. It was delicious. Yeah, and then that stuff you can eat more of. Um, you just, you know, you just have to, even the stuff that you really like, that, but you know that, you know, is high in calories, um, you just, you know, you have a little bit, you have a quarter of a portion because, you know, I'm a really a firm believer in that. I don't believe in denying uh, yourself things that you really like, because then when you, if you do that long enough, then you go crazy and you, you know, you just eat everything in sight. So, you know, if, if it's pasta or it's pizza or whatever, just, you know, just have enough that satisfies you that you, you know, that you, you've, you had it, and it, and it was delicious, but you don't have to have, you know, six slices of pizza or a pound of pasta. Well, and there's some, you're right, absolutely, and there's some sneaky things going on today, too, about these chicken breasts, you know, these crazy, crazy chicken breasts. Like five years ago, you could buy a chicken breast that would be four ounces. Well, the average chicken breast sold in the grocery store now is 10 ounces. That's over two times what it was, you know, years ago. So if you cook up a chicken breast, you really need to weigh that sucker because the portion even that's sold in the grocery store is not, you know, the, the, the portion that we're supposed to be eating. So you think, well, I'm eating one chicken breast. Well, a 10-ounce chicken breast is a lot bigger than a 4-ounce one, and that portion gets all sneaky. It's, it's really, I think we have to be our own detectives. You know, we talk a lot about being our own advocates for health. I think we really need to be our our own advocates for nutrition. Oh, absolutely. As long as every, you know, along with everything else, but you know, it's common sense. It really, you know, it really is a it, it, it is. It is common sense, you know, but Linda, somebody like me, uh, 
you know, I am so busy. I don't, I hate to say it, but half the time I'm going on autopilot, throwing stuff in a pan, running to soccer. I don't slow down enough to think. And that's one of the things, um, you know, that I've been doing lately in my life because I think most of us run at warp speed and it's really difficult. Uh, I need to take us to commercial break. Our guest after the break is Terry Sloan. She's a New York dating coach. And we're going to talk about uh, some of the things that we need to think about, things to be aware of, where to go to meet people when we're dating after the age of 40. So you're going to want to come back after the break. We've got lots more Powered Up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. of recorded history there has never been anything that can compare to home movies but now in this modern era where do you turn for the best information right here it's the home movie legacy project hosted by Rhonda Vigent Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network learn how to organize digitize share on social media use as genealogy research repurpose or even monetize found footage discover ways to find films about your own family that you didn't even know existed or create a documentary that can use the power of home movies to deliver a message that can impact the lives of many for more on Rhonda and the show go to our website homemovielegacy.com then be here as the journey continues with the Home Movie Legacy Project with Rhonda Vigent. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. You'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now as the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles, is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and the Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin. And from coast to coast, we've got you covered from New York to Los Angeles. And today we are bringing on uh, luxury matchmaker, New York dating coach, Terry Sloan. She's an expert in her field with over 17 years' experience. She's a regular uh, on many different venues, including the Huffington Post and at the 92nd Street Y. Uh, Terry, welcome to the airwaves. Well, thank you for welcoming me. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I am so excited to talk to you today. <laughs> it's 
hot. It's hot and muggy. And Linda has frizzy hair in New York. And I have straw, dry Not hair today. in Southern today California. Today in New York, it is cool and beautiful. <laughs> oh, I need to fly out there. I the need to fly out there. New York today, you're right there. <laughs> so, Terry, I'm going to ask you the million-dollar question right off the bat because this radio show is uh, targeted towards women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. And the million-dollar question is what do men want? And, Linda, I know you have an opinion. I have an opinion. I want to go to Terry first. I think men want to find a woman that they're comfortable with, that they can feel to be themselves and be accepting of who they are. I think that's important for a man, that they just can take their shoes and socks off and relax with someone, and someone that makes them feel really good, someone that they're happy to have around, someone that um, adds to their life rather than taking away from their life, a partner to share with. Um, men say they, they want to have... They want a woman that has a sense of humor to enjoy themselves with. And obvious, the most obvious question, yes, they do want that, that chemistry, that romantic chemistry. So now what I'm hearing, Terry, men want exactly the same thing that women want. Bingo. <laughs> only, only, you're very cute, only we as women will give men a chance about the um, The men need that initial, you know, immediate chemistry, that rush that they feel, mm, I want to see this woman naked. <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> Does it really happen um, that fast? It's that instant with men? I think that the men that I have as clients or the men that I've been coaching, when, um, when they're younger, they need it immediately. When they're older, they say they're, they're more, they still want that chemistry, but they'll, if they enjoy someone's company and like being with them, They'll give it more, a little bit more time, but it all ends up that it's a deal breaker if they don't have that chemistry. And so, with women, I believe, we'll give men that those couple of dates to see if it could develop because there's so many levels of chemistry. We're talking about the 40-plus woman now or the 40-plus man, right? Yep, yes. Is that the question's geared towards? Yes, Because please. there's a mental chemistry, an emotional chemistry, and a physical chemistry. You need that connection to, to take place in those three areas. But, but for, for the men, I, I still go back. They want. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. But you said the mental, emotional, and physical are important to a man, forty-something man. But you said that physical has to come first and physical, has to be though, part of it. Yes, I think the physical chemistry is is if it's not there for a man, it's not going there. So they want so that's everything. a deal breaker. <laughs> now it's a definite deal breaker. So how do you get, okay, let's say we've got the physical going, and I'm going to just put this out there for somebody who's been out dating in the 40-something arena. I will tell you hands down, the women that look good, enjoy themselves, have a lot of fun, get the cards. When I go out to, you know, whether it's a singles event or even a work event or something like that, if I'm having a good time and I um, I feel like I look good and I just go out and enjoy myself, I get a lot more cards, I think, you know, and a lot more interest than a lot of the other women who I think might have a better body, have a prettier face, and maybe they have more to offer. But well, I'm the one putting out the energy. Can we talk a little bit about that energy? For sure. 
Oh, sure. Well, the energy, when I said mental, emotional, and physical, it has to do with your inner confidence, your self-esteem, and the projection of what your energy is out in the universe, what they're feeling. So you could be, you don't have to be a gorgeous woman or a very pretty woman. You just have to be feeling attractive on the inside that comes on the outside and well-groomed and projecting that, that positiveness, that attraction. That, that they could feel that, you know, they can they could feel the place where you're coming from for yourself. And the confidence is very sexy for a man. And inner confidence is part of the chemistry. I can't tell you how many times men tell me they're attracted to confident women. That makes a woman more attractive. A woman Let's... that likes herself, that feels good about herself. And when, you know, it's funny, it's like when you watched the movie a long time ago when Harry met Sally... And, uh-huh. you know, she was at the table with, with um, eating that delicious dessert we all wanted. And, the mother, and that woman at the next table, I believe, the mother-in-law or whoever she was, says, I'll have what she's having. It's like <laughs> she looked like she was having such a good time, it, well, obviously, at that time. But it, it's like people want to share when people are having a good time. They, they follow whatever's going on. So you said something about inner confidence, and um, Linda, I know you have a lot of inner confidence. I love watching you navigate. You know, mine kind of fluctuates depending on my good hair day, bad hair day, and the pounds on the scale. But Linda, I want to throw the mic over to you, and I want to ask you, what do you think it feels like, looks like, tastes like to walk around, you know, whether it's New York City or Los Angeles with inner confidence? Because I think, you know, we hear those terms thrown around, but I, I want to know what, what does that mean? Well, you know, to, to me it means that you're, you, you have your own agenda and that you, you know, you have a plan, kind of, or you're being very spontaneous, but whatever, you're willing, you're in the moment, and you're willing to go uh, the, the way that feels best for you. And I think that that's very important, um, is that you know what makes you happy, and, you know, you kind of steer the, the car, so to speak, in that direction. You know, and I know here we're talking about, you know, it's all, why it's always about the woman and what the woman has to do to attract a man. But, you know, the res- sometimes I just want to, it's not only the woman's responsibility. I mean, why are women always so worried about what it takes to attract the man, and the men are not that interested in what it takes to attract the woman? Terry, that one's all yours. <laughs> Thank you very much. You gave me, I guess you just flipped the coin on the other side. Um, because, unfortunately, we're living in a society where, there are there are always women for men. You, I I can't tell you they can put their hands in their pocket and outcome phone numbers. There aren't always men for us. There are more women for them. All right. And uh, as you get older, the pool gets smaller in certain ways. However, if you have that inner confidence and you feel, I'm going back to what we started talking about that inner confidence, feeling like. I know that I feel terrific and that, you know, I'm enjoying my life. That's a contagious thing, with or without a guy, where I'm enjoying my life. That's what I'm trying to say a little bit about. An inner confidence of feeling good about yourself, your friends, your family, what you're doing. And a guy is just like dessert. He's not the main focus. He's the extra in your life. He's not your, the whole focus is not on him. That's right. He's an accessory. 
that's those are the women that get the men and or, or meet the men because they have that inner confidence that it doesn't matter. So I'm not dating right now. And two months from now, I'll find someone in two weeks. When when it's right, it'll be right. More casual, not not a desperation kind of thing. Well, like the but, blood know, it's really and the water. To, like an add-on. A man is an add-on as opposed to meaning everything. And they have that feeling that it doesn't have to be immediate. It could be when it's meant to be organically for it to unfold. Right. And You know, I have a website called The Real Cougar Woman, and I hear from women all the time that are in their 40s and in their 50s and then beyond that are, uh, because they are, uh, they, they are living their lives, they're excited about their lives, they're passionate about their lives, they keep moving on with their lives and finding new things that, that, that turn them on, that they are attracting younger men because of that confidence, because of that self-assuredness, uh, that, you know, and they say, holy cow, <laughs> and they're it's loving the, it. It's their excitement about themselves that's contagious. That's sexy. That's what I mean a little bit by presenting yourself and the energy about yourself and your life that makes you an interesting person. I always tell clients, you want an interesting man? Be an interesting woman. Right. And, well, and, how, I your, and, the, and the attraction, when I said physical, you could just open the door and find someone very appealing immediately, right? You spend an evening with that person. By the end of the evening, they're not so attractive anymore. You don't like what comes out of their mouth, what they have to say, their values, their personality, etc. Now, take that same scenario. Someone walks, picks you up. You open the door and go, ah, not my type, a little bit fat, a little this, bald, whatever it is that you're not interested in. By the end of the evening, it may be just to flip around and say to yourself, gee, I had such a great time. The guy really appealed to me. There's something sexy or attractive about this guy. I liked his sense of humor. He made me feel good. I left the date with a smile. Do you, you, you see what I'm saying? So uh, when I meant immediate chemistry, it's not just on the opening the door and looking. It's the human connection with someone. Absolutely. It's the conversation. It's the connection. It's the communication of when you leave a person, how do you feel when you leave someone? Do, okay, do you guys, I need to take us. Hold on. i got to take us to commercial break. Uh, my name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Powered Up Talk Radio along with Linda Franklin. Uh, we're about halfway through the show. For those of you who have missed the first part of the show, you can pick us up on iTunes under Powered Up Talk Radio. You can pick us up on our host station, toginet.com. You can also find us at Powered Up Talk Radio. We've got lots of great information for women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, everything from aging backwards to being the best and having uh, men chase women, which is the way it should be, and I don't see that happening a whole lot these days. I see a whole lot of women chasing men when I'm out on the dating scene. Our guest today is Terry Sloan, and when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the cougar relationship because we've got Linda Franklin, who is the author of The Real Cougar Woman. She's also the owner of that site, so when we come back, we're going to have an awful lot to talk about. You're going to want to hear these dating tips from Terry Sloan, so come back after the break. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. This is for all you girls about 42. Tossing pennies into the fountain of youth. Evermore. 
People have the means to live, but no meaning to live for. These are the words of Dr. Viktor Frankl. The inspiration for the movie, Victor and I. That's V-I-K-T-O-R and I, movie.com. And TalkSense Radio, The Meaning Connection. With host Mary Similuka and frequent contributor Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. More and more people today are discarding the quest for money, possessions, and things, and are instead beginning a serious quest to find meaning in life. Until now, these discussions were historically in the hands of priests, ministers, and scribes, then to philosophers, psychiatrists, and psychologists. Now, these deep discussions are where they should be, in the hands of individuals, on the air, with you. Talk Sense Radio, The Meaning Connection, with your host, Mary Similuka, and frequent contributor, Alexander Vesley. Friday afternoons at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. What does success mean to you? Money? Power? Fame? Having everything money can buy? Does it mean having a job or career that you love? A great family life? Or simply to be happy? If you're still searching for answers, then join us each Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for Primetime Success Radio, where Alan Skidmore and his special guests will discuss health, finances, relationships, being in business, and how you can have a life that is not only successful, but a life of meaning. Alan has been studying success principles for over 25 years through reading, attending seminars, interviewing successful people, and a daily lesson from the School of Hard Knocks. And now he wants to share that information with you. So join Alan Skidmore on Primetime Success Radio every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Rockstar Radio Network, as he takes you on a journey of finding the heart of your success. Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. This is for all you girls about Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Franklin and our topic today is dating after 40 and we have luxury maxmaker and dating expert Terry Sloan on with us today from New York with over 17 years of experience helping uh, couples find each other. She knows a whole lot more than I do and I have a question for you, Terry. Um, when I'm out in the dating field, what I've noticed is that I seem to attract 20 and 30-something-year-old uh, guys. And they're not body hounds. You know, they're not there jumping my bones trying to get me into bed. They really genuinely uh, enjoy my company. And we have tons to talk about. And our dates last for hours. And we have a whole lot of fun. Um, and I find that you know, when you talked about that attractiveness level, I'm really physical. I like to run and hike and swim and bike and do all these things. And a lot of times when I see a man in his 40s and 50s that is not really physically fit and or looks like he breaks easily. I mean, I broke a man on a date recently when we were hiking on the beach and he was clutching his heart. And I'm not kidding you. He, he went and got some heart medication. And I was like, oh, my God, I broke another date. Um, what is it about us that attracts certain uh people and you know these 20 and 30 something guys are wonderful but they're not real marriage material not that i'm heading in that direction right now but i might be in the future 
what do we give off and how do we mediate that so we can find what we're looking for? I know that's a million-dollar question. Well, firstly, that you're attracting young men, Sandra. That's fantastic. That you must have <laughs> wonderful energy about you. I think this is, this is all good news. This is not bad news, <laughs> that you're attracting young guys that find you vibrant and sexy and want to be in your company. So your energy must be very uplifting and very useful. And, um, you know, you're presenting that. You're, you're sharing that. And they feel, you know, you, you probably are emanating this a lot, which is really wonderful. And that I don't think this is a bad thing. Keep going with this. <laughs> this is wonderful. And, to, and, a, and a guy that's older than you is going to also be very attracted to that part. I, I'm not sure if you're trying to ask me a question saying that you want to attract a more appropriate or a different kind of guy. Can you be more specific? Well, I really I mean, like the, the young guys. Don't get me wrong. They're so much so fun. That, that, so stay with that. It's <laughs> not a bad thing. It, it, it's what... This is not a bad problem you have, dear. <laughs> well, it is a little bit in the respect, you know, that I do have two young children, you know, and I do want to get married so again someday. <laughs> they do. They do. They, one of them took them go-kart racing, you know, and I always pretend that, you know, we work together so that my kids don't get confused with these, you know, men that, that share my life. Um, but they are a whole lot of fun. Um, but they also don't have the earning potential yet, you know, that I do. I'm a homeowner. I own a horse ranch. You know, I'm, I'm solid in my career. And, you know, these guys are fantastic, but they're just starting out. And inevitably it gets a little bit to that, well, I don't have the money you have or I don't make the money you have or, you know, where is this going? And then I like hit the brakes like Fred Flintstone with my feet on the ground, like, Eek! and then I don't know what to do at that point. And that's my dilemma. I think you have to ask yourself, firstly, what is it that you really want? What is it that you want at this time of life and almost work backwards? Do you, do you want someone, you mentioned the word that they don't have the financial stability. So if that's the case, you know, a young guy, first of all, can have, if a guy is, let's say, 35 or 40, some of them do have financial security, correct? Some of them. But if, you, if you're looking for real financial security, it's, you'd have to go, I would say, with a business person, a professional, right? Mm-hmm. Well, go to Silicon Valley. There's there's plenty of the, the very rich young guys there. Let me yeah, tell you. I mean, uh, the Wall Street guys are young and successful. Yeah, so, well, I, you know, I think that, you know, you it's where you're going to meet these people. I mean, uh, you see, I'm in New York City, and then I'm, I, we, we, I we go to Connecticut a lot, and I know there's a lot of sports bars in Connecticut, and there's a lot of very good-looking guys in the, in the bar. If I was looking, now, I'm sure they would be very easily uh, brought on board, uh, maybe easier than, than the New York guys. I don't know. It's just, you know, what, what, what do you think the guys are looking for? And I think you have to be a really good judge of character because sometimes if, if a woman, um, if, if a guy comes to a woman and tells her all the things that he thinks she wants to hear, she's going to be like putty in his hands because it's been a while since she's heard it. So, you know, I know uh, women here that, that have dated uh, uh, a guy for maybe two, two, 
dates, four dates, eight dates, um, and and at the end, uh, it never ends up well. And these women are business women. They're you know they're in their fifties, and they're uh, but they're not being successful on the dating scene. And so I have a, a question. You know, and and sex always comes in, into play as well. You know, what do you do? Some women say, well, you know, if I like the guy, I'm going to jump into bed with him because it's fun and I enjoy it. Uh, but maybe that's not the answer either, uh, because if you if you do that too soon, then he's going to lose interest, and and he maybe he was just there to get that and then move on. So women are confused about the the sexual aspect of dating as well. I don't think there's a, a, a one formula or one shoe fits everyone kind of feeling. I think a lot of things, especially with dating, you have to go by your instinct and your gut. That's that's number one. I know people that have been intimate immediately and they're happily married 40 years later. I know people that waited a long time and they're happy as a couple. I know people that you just kind of feel it out and go with the flow of it. But I think it's important to just be true to yourself and what feels right to you. That's really an important thing. What What's your modus operandi that you feel the best in do what's best for you you as a person in your situation. To me, I, I I don't like instant anything. I like to listen and learn, try to get to know someone a little bit and see where their head's at. And also, when I say I teach my clients to do L&L, listen and learn, because the more you learn about someone, the more you know what you're in for yourself and be very aware of that first date with someone. Because on a first date with someone, if you're finding out about them, it's usually that there's no agenda because they're not emotionally connected yet with you. And they're, and they're just talking. So if they said they never want to get married again, listen carefully. That That's true. If they say that they don't like to be around children, that's true. You have to pay a lot of attention to the first few days, especially the first day, okay? Um, you get a lot of information. And what went, they usually like to tell what went wrong in their marriage or what went wrong with the last relationship. And that gives you a lot of information that, hey, is this the kind of guy that I want or not want? So pay attention to that. Well, and I'm going to so throw, where, where, like, where, where, well, I just want to throw I'm something sorry, out there for you, you guys. Where, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I didn't hear you. Um, I want to throw something out there for you guys because I'm a big subscriber to the three-month rule. I don't lay down with a guy, you know, until I've known him at least three months. And for me, that's because, like, the physical, yeah, you get that right away. That's either there or it's not. But for me, it's like I need to have those mental and emotional components. And I think something happens to a woman, and I see it in my girlfriends, when they start sleeping with a guy really early, their judgment is super clouded. I don't know what happens to our hormones or what happens to us when we get involved uh physically with a guy but you know it's like the old beer goggles come on and you're not seeing what you're seeing so in order for me to keep my head on straight i need to take like that you know two three months you know to move to the next level because i can't think i can't and like analyze the situation going did he say he doesn't like kids oh by the way i have two you know that's a deal breaker and i think a lot of women when they get involved like that too soon don't hear the clues because you really got to be like an investigator that's just my two cents well i would say to be on this two or three months is a long time say uh someone was giving you a, a rush and wanted to see you two or three times a week would you still abide by the 
two or three months rule? I would dump him if he wanted to see me two or three times a week. It's like I have a life. I mean, I I, I have kids. I've got a company. And some I've got... women would be. <laughs> but Sandra, some women would be flattered, and some women would like that. It depends. That's why you know some women would say, you know, I really like that. I'm alone. I'm I'm older now. I don't have children to worry about. That's wonderful. So it depends what stage you are in life. If you're uh, a woman in your 30s or 40s and you have younger children, that's a priority. If you're a woman in your 50s or 60s, you, you may have elder parents to take care of. You may have older children that you say, this is you know my time for me and I would like more of an intimate relationship, seeing someone more frequently. It really depends where, what stage you're at, where your head is at. But an important thing is to become friends with someone. See, is this the kind of person that I would want as a friend? Would he be my best friend? Can I see myself with this kind of person? And listen to his values and his, where his head's at. Um, because you, you, you're not going to change the core values of someone. You can change how someone dresses or their hairdo, but you're not going to change who they are by nature. And see if they're compatible things. Like you said, you're very athletic, so you probably would be very good with a, sport, a sporty kind of guy, right? You oh, absolutely. Do some sports activities. A couch potato wouldn't necessarily work. Me, I'm no. not that athletic. I would be good with someone that likes to walk, <laughs> to go to the gym, walk to the gym, <laughs> walk around the city, do water sports. I mean, so I'm not that athletic. So for me, if somebody wanted me to go do uh, tennis games with him every weekend or something like that, I'm, I may not be right for that person. So it's kind so of individual. So what I'm hearing you saying is that before we go out in the dating arena, I think we as women have to be really clear about what we're looking for and, and what we want and what makes us happy, like like a self-analysis first. Um, I need to take us to commercial break. Um, my name is Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Powered Up Talk Radio along with Linda Franklin. Our guest today is Terry Sloan, and you can reach her, find her on the web at uh, www.terrysloane.com. Uh, she's got some events happening at the 92nd Street Y coming up in October. So if you're in the New York area, you might want to check that out. When we come back from the break, we're going to explore some of these things that she talked about. The thing that I want to talk about is these core values that we have to be in alignment with. I want to know what that looks like. I want to hear what Linda has to say, and I want to hear what Terry has to say. We've got lots more powered up with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin after these messages. Get the competitive edge and take your success to the next level with the Gold Medal Success Show and your host, Forrest Fisher, six-time U.S. National Gold Medalist. Tune in every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Central, 6 Pacific, here on the Rockstar Radio Network as Forrest gives you access into the mindset of true champions and helps you apply these success principles to your life and business for immediate results. Each show will feature guest athletes and business experts who have achieved tremendous success and are ready to share their stories of struggle, glory, 
Tragedy and Triumph, revealing tips and strategies Forrest and these guest experts use to propel themselves to world-class success. Many people live their whole lives wanting more. The Gold Medal Success Show will demonstrate that anyone can have a more fulfilling and satisfying life when they put a few basic principles into play. Make every day game day with the Gold Medal Success Show each Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Are you ready to start rocking that woohoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woohoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She's a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boohoo and turn it into woohoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. We're back with Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. Here's more Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Hey, ladies, Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Linda Franklin, and our guest today is Terry Sloan, and we're talking about dating after the age of 40. Uh, before we went to break, uh, Terry, you talked about uh, core values, and I want to know how you define core values and how we're supposed to be aligned with our uh, guys we're dating or our partners in life with respect to core values. What do you see in your practice uh, is core values, and how do they relate to each other? That's a really good question, but I think the most important thing is, believe it or not, what happens when there's a problem between a couple and there's a disagreement? How do you work through that? So you learn a lot about the person. For example, if you have a disagreement and someone withdraws and doesn't want to talk to you about it, that's something that for someone that's a communicator, that's a deal breaker. So your real important value would be I want someone that can talk talk to me and connect with me, and if I'm having a problem with them, it's not going to shut me off or shut down. I mean, now, is that something you're I looking think, for up front, or how, how do you find that out? Do you just pick how do you a fight find with that? somebody? How do you, <laughs> I, I mean, not to be very funny. When, when, uh, when you were talking, how do you find that out? Through dialogue, and if you're disagreeing with someone, if someone just has to have it their way or, or very opinionated or very controlling, you're learning a lot about them there. Um, that It may not be a value as far as, you know, valuing family and stuff, but it's a, fa- a value of valuing yourself and what's really inherently important for yourself to have a good, healthy, emotional relationship with someone. So how you work through the angst parts of your relationship. And you know that through dating uh, or disagreeing or um, how you negotiate for, let's say, somebody wants only to choose where they want to go each time. 
and say, you say, I want to have pizza tonight, and he says, no, I don't feel like that, and he never feels like doing what you want to do. And how you're just talking and connecting, communicating, everyday, you know, situations you're learning about a person. So should we make a list of what we're looking for? Because I'm a compulsive list maker. Linda will tell you that about me. Um, I actually, when I was dating I two different guys, I made a huge list. <laughs> so I think I think you could write a list. What's negotiable? What's non-negotiable? And three important things that you must have. For example, for me, I need an intelligent man, a kind man, a kind man, someone that has a sense of humor. Those are, if, if I'm just saying three things like that. Because kindness spills over into so many areas. Intelligence goes into a lot of areas. And sense of humor of enjoying, and not, when I say sense of humor, not a sarcastic sense of humor, an uplifting, fun sense of humor where you can have banter. Um, I mean, I think people want to enjoy themselves now more than ever. Well, I think, don't you think, like, with the economy the way it is, with, you know, like, I know the stress of being a single mom, when I go out with a guy, and maybe that's what I like about these, you know, 20, 30-somethings, is they lift me up. They're funny. They're not crying about their stock portfolio. They're not worried about losing their hair yet. You know, it's not negative. You're enjoying yourself, but... But a value maybe also, I want someone who's financially stable, and there's nothing wrong with that either. But you have to figure out what are you going to negotiate with and what aren't you going to negotiate. I have a client right now that that was one of her core values. I want someone that's financially stable. And she's now in a relationship with a guy that's not financially stable because he has the other areas that she wanted as well. Is that a deal breaker then? Well, originally it was a deal breaker for her, and now her feelings and her connection with him is stronger than her need for him to have financial stability. I should preface to say that she fortunately has financial stability, so um, she is now in a situation where she's willing to share this with him, to share her financial stability with him, whereas at the beginning it was a deal breaker. So sometimes relationships evolve and, and things shift and your perspective shifts, and what was maybe to start off with the most important thing is not the most important thing. And it's good to be a little bit flexible and not be as rigid with your list and let other things, you know, change while your relationship and dating is changing with someone. Um, I think fun is really important, but it can't be the whole thing. That's not going to pay the bills, and that's not going to, you know, put food on your table, and it's not going to make you feel comfortable when you go to sleep at night, right? Right. Well, and I'm not talking about looking as a meal ticket for a man, but... I was the primary bedwinner in my marriage for 10 years, and I'll be honest, that was a real big problem I had, that I made a lot more money than my ex-husband, and, you know, he didn't really apply himself that much in that area. That was his choice, but that really did affect how I looked at him as my partner, as a man, as a whole lot of things, and I don't know if that's a core value or something that I just learned the hard way, Um, you know, but we things especially by the age of 40 terry you know we've got some bumps and bruises along the way i would say i'm older than you i probably have more bumps and bruises (laughs) but would would that be a deal breaker now for you absolutely i don't want to take care of another man i don't need him to take care of me per se but i'm not shouldering the load yeah okay 
Well, that, everything is, see, so that, that would be one on your list, you know, that someone that can take care of themselves, but someone that would also make you happy and have fun with, right? Absolutely. You want the enjoyment part. Well, cause why I don't know about what you ladies have seen, but I think money is money is probably the thing that breaks up more relationships than anything else. And so, yes, you you know, you might say, well, I've you know, I've worked hard, I've got my money, and now I can take care of this person because I love him. But I think you know that wears off quickly because I think after a while, if he's not pulling his weight and he's really relying on you, um, I think that you build up a resentment. Amen. Huge resentment. Just me. So, you know, I I think you, I mean, I've I've seen every, you know, it's funny. I've seen all different sides. I have a a client that married a man knowing he didn't have any financial security and she took care of him for 16 years and it didn't, it it, it wore on her, as you said. Each year she kind of resented it. But she knew all the facts before she got married. Yeah. She didn't think it was going to bother her. But as time went on and she paid for the maintenance, she paid for the renovation, it bothered her. Yeah. He wasn't holding his own. Yeah. So and then, then I, you then then, then you just, start to pick on other things. You know, it may not be the money thing, but you'll start, Oh, why don't you know, you're you're not doing this or you're not doing that. I mean the core thing is, Hey hey guy, you know, I'm taking I'm 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 subsidizing this family and you're not doing anything. So she's going, you know, it's going to be passive aggressive and, and find everything that she can that's wrong with him and drive him out of his mind. Well, I find that men are also looking for women to, to hold their own and, and be financially secure. Yes. I, well, I much so today. I have yeah. male clients that say to me, make sure the woman is financially secure. I don't want to support her. And they say that they're very wealthy men. They still don't always want to support you. Well, I mean, right. Right. It's, it's old. It's old school to think. You know, it's the man's job to support the woman, and the woman's job is just to stay home and and do whatever she does. Um, you know, it sort of doesn't fly anymore. I mean, in some relationships, yes, but but not so much. I think you're in our parents' generation. Yeah, it, it flew. And today's world, everyone has to bring something to the table to contribute to make it, you know, fulfilling. Well, you know, and I don't know, you know, you always hear about the trophy wives or, or women that are, what do they do? They spend their days going out shopping and, and, you know, sometimes wealthier men will just keep that to keep their women, um, you know, it's, you know, it's like my bat and ball, you'll do what I say. And, and if you do that, I will give you the credit card and you can go out and shop until, until you drop. But, you know, there's not, it's really more of a kind of a business relationship than, it, than, than a love relationship. And it's, it's not a happy marriage. Well, maybe to that man it is a happy marriage. Well, maybe for him, but not for her. You know? Maybe, well, yeah. I can maybe tell you what... I was going to chime you know, in. I can tell you what I'm... They just... Oh, sorry. sorry. Go, Go ahead. ahead, Terry. I was saying everyone is different. Everyone's needs are different. If I think once after 40, though, women have become seasoned. A lot of women are after 40 divorced. Or, ha- or some women haven't been married, and they know who they are and what they want and what they need, which is really good. All of this is great because then they will find a better partner because they're in touch with who they are. It's like I say, go in and put together what's really important to you. It is important to maybe write some things down. What are five characteristics that I really feel are important to me in my life? And what I can negotiate could be another list. 
Right. And and I'm going to chime in on here, uh, Terry. I want to tell you what I hear from the men, you know, because, you know, I just got a thing from our Facebook saying, you know, well, what do the men want? One of the chief complaints that I hear from men that I go out to dinner with and I get to know is that their wives really let themselves go. And the less they cared about themselves, you know, none of them said they wanted their women to be fashion plates or rail thin that never came up. But the less they cared about themselves, the less the husband cared about them. And I just wanted to put that out there because I hear that over and over again, especially with the 40, 50 something guys that are divorced. And I'd love your comment in two minutes or less. (laughs) I think that's a really good point. And I think that women should make themselves independent and if they're not already independent and have an interesting life of their own. And then the guys will chase them more and want to be with them more. It'll be, it'd be more mysterious because they have an interesting life and they'll go, what did you do today? And just saying I went shopping today is not particularly interesting. But if you said I wrote a blog about blah, 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 or I went and I did some research on this, or I'm writing something for my book, or I'm going to an event tonight, a networking event, or whatever it is, or I'm doing foundation work or charity work, just be an interesting person. Going back to that, I think men want to date their wives, to date their girlfriends. And you can't forget being, you know, making each day, not taking each other for granted. Oh, you know, I not think getting you. Com- too comfortable. When you get too comfortable, then you're kind of not at, on your, your, at your best. Absolutely. I've got to take us to the end of the show. Girls, it's been a lot of fun. Linda Franklin, you are an amazing co-host. I always love your insight and the way you flip things around. Terry, you've given us a lot of things to chew on as women. I can't wait to have you back in the future. Uh, I've learned a lot of things. I'm going to make my list of the three important things that are kind of non-negotiable, my five characteristics. For those of you out there, 40, 50 something women out there in the dating pool, keep going, have some fun, be your best, look your best and have a great time. We're so glad you joined us for Powered Up with Beck and Franklin. Sandra Beck, Los Angeles-based single mother and technology company owner, knows what it's like to be fit, funny, and fantastic in your 40s. Linda Franklin, a New Yorker with a successful marriage 